warriors' unique lives. This is a show, and I'm on a quest. A quest to find out how people get unstuck and create unique careers' unique lives. Every week I will interview a guest to find their answer. Will you join me? Let's begin! In this episode, I'm talking with Maya Arsic, a professional facilitator. Maya is an old friend of mine from the times where I was working in an international bank. I have witnessed her journey of changing her career, but only from the outside. Now in this episode, I will talk with her how it was from the inside. I hope you enjoy this interview and talk to you at the end of the episode. Maya, with you, we know each other since 2010, maybe 11, where we joined a program of the company together. Well, I joined, you had already graduated from there. And the first time I met you, we were in a workshop and you were moderating our group and answering our questions about our career path because we were the eager, motivated potential leaders of the company and you have been through this program and your career had shifted completely, <laughs> shifted uh, <laughs> in parentheses. And um, I remember asking you back then, I was also challenging. You have been in different positions in the bank and you have um, worked in HR, you have worked in development and you have worked in um business business mm -hmm. and I was asking you how did this like changing affect your career um, didn't it stop you from growing from getting your promotion and you had shared back then it might stop you from getting promotion or getting salary increases or whatever but for me it was more important to get the full experience and learn and grow and it depends on your values, what you wanted in life. Mm -hmm. And I guess I expected to, I don't know, put you, I maybe had an intention like to remind you that you are not doing the best thing for your career. Mm -hmm. I think I wasn't maybe coming from the right place, but what you told me back then was really uh, opened a different door for me that I didn't have to follow a certain path and I could choose whatever I wanted. And after that, you have also done other changes and I think that makes you a great person to yeah. ask questions and explore your story with so it can be example also to other people or create yeah. new doors for them and that's why I wanted to have you here and talk with you. Thank you. Can you tell me what this journey brought you here? Mm -hmm. What is here right now? Well, I have to say, um, great that you actually you know, reminded me of that episode because I completely have forgotten about the journey that I have made to get where I am today. So um, somebody coming from the Balkan countries and then moving to Italy and then going to Germany and then going through all those experiences. And as you said, those were not um, vertical moves. Those were the transversal moves where, you know, on one hand, you really get a great experience you get to work in different countries and different languages and meet different people and work in different cultures, which was something that I was really looking for. So I really was changing every two to three years. And I was always looking for 
where can I learn the most? What is it the part that I'm curious most about? Um, what can I get from the next step? So one step at a time was actually, you know, a kind of a journey that only now today when I look backwards, I can think about it and understand, okay, that was actually the best path I could have been taken, you know, and if I would have to do it again, I would do it again the same way. Um, because it brought me to so many places, to meet so many people, to speak so many languages. Um, I really feel like I'm an international person and that the world is my home. And today, so many years later, 15 years later, actually, I've decided also to um, start my own business and run my own company where I actually also help teams and leaders and organizations develop leveraging on their people's strengths and team strengths. So it's something that I've experienced for 15 years. And I could have really seen where things work and where they don't. So I thought, why don't I just give this to the world? You said it like something as if it was so simple. Why don't I give it to the world? And I'm wondering, how was this process of deciding what kind of business you wanted to create? It was a long process. It was a process that started probably three years ago in my mind. And if you come from a background of the corporate world where you have a great contract, a great salary, great benefits, where you don't even have to think about whether you're going to pay your rent or your insurance, um, it's a place where you feel safe. And you feel safe and there's no reason why you should look for anything else because that's what most of the people actually are aiming at. I had all that and I thought... There is something that I'm curious about. There is something that, as you said, you know, giving it to the world and going out there and saying, I am serving now to others with my knowledge and skills and talents. It took me a lot of time, first of all, to um, accept the idea that I want to do this. The idea of actually abandoning the safe zone and trying to do something on my own because I was never a person that belonged, liked to be under the spotlight. It was something that I was always running away from and I was hiding behind teams and organizations because I felt safe. And the first and the most important thing was try to understand and get clarity on what is it that is unique about me? What is it that I can offer? What is it that is beneficial also for the others? Because, you know, we talked about it many times. It's not about me, it's about others. Um, and it took me a time to go through the process and to understand and get clarity about that. And once you've done that, it doesn't come overnight. So you still have to start believing in that. So you get your clarity. These are the things and the skills and passions I can put in practice. But then you have to start believing that you can actually do it. Believe in that and believe that that brings the value to others. That was like a first glimpse of when it happened three years ago. Only this year I managed to really do the step. So really get out of the company, quit, start building up uh, my things and trying to orient myself. How do I do this on my own now? So there is no longer somebody who's going to push you and motivate you. And, you know, it's a lot about the self-discipline and it's a lot about the self-promotion. And it's a lot about the things that I've never experienced before in a company because I didn't have to. I was actually curious more about these three years mm -hmm. three years feels a long time mm -hmm. 
and you said that I had to do some self-search and think and reflect and once I had a certain clarity I still needed to believe what did you do to make yourself believe I am um, a person who collects listens to and searches the external uh, confirmation of things so I do have my own ideas but only once there is a feedback from the outside, from somebody else about it, that's the moment that it kind of hits me. And I understand, okay, somebody has perceived that, somebody has thought it's valuable, and that gives me incredible strength. Because on one hand, I really was struggling with that, how do I believe in myself enough? Because if I don't believe in myself, then how do I expect others to believe in me? And... I have been actually asking people around me, my family and my friends, and also colleagues in the company, to actually give me feedback every time I do something, you know, just to learn on that feedback and learn what I do well. And I asked them to describe me and also to describe what is it that I bring in their life? Why are they friends with me? You know, to kind of point out what are the valuable things about me? which for me was enormous help, enormous strength and enormous support. Um, because otherwise I couldn't, I don't think I could have done it simply on my own, knowing myself. I was always needing also support from the, you know, from the outside to get a bit more clarity. Um, because that's simply the mechanism inside of me. That's how I work. Okay. It was interesting because you wanted to hear from others that what you thought about yourself was actually true, if I hear what you say correctly. Yeah. When did you come to a point, what was the time when you said, yes, that's who I am, that's what I want, and I'm doing this now? What did you need? What did you have in your hand, in your mind, that you just pushed the button and just went for it? Mm. So for sure... Since I am a person who is looking for safety, I need um, emotional safety, I need physical safety, I need psychological safety. And I also understood if I'm going to jump out of the plane, at least I want to make sure that I have a parachute, one that works. Mm. So I kind of understood that at the end of the year, if I continue doing always what I've been doing, the same way I've been doing it for 15 years, at the end of the year comes the Christmas and things always look the same. So year after year after year, I understood it's always the same and it's never enriching or, or satisfying or loving enough. And I realized, okay, if I want to change the final exit and the result at the end of the year, I need to change one thing in the whole process that is going to impact everything else. Mm -hmm. So I understood that that part was a lot about the work I do. Mm -hmm. And I thought, if I manage to change that element of work, that will automatically change the entire events that are happening throughout the year. And at the end of the year, I'm going to have a different result, the one I'm wishing for. So for me, that was the moment of, okay, that element needs to be changed. It's like um, a butterfly effect. Because I understood that that was the most important element in that stage of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I went directly to the core. 
And I said, okay, this is what I'm going to change. That was the moment when I really realized. And of course, the preparation for that moment was to find and, you know, put some money aside so that I am safe in terms of having enough for one year, even if I don't earn anything. So at least one year I'm safe to be able to pay the, um, the rent and costs. Then I also surrounded myself with people who knew how to do all the legal parts, you know, the um, taxes and um, bureaucracy. Then I found my mentors because I needed to at least get some of the tips, what to avoid and, and what to go for. That I think gave me a lot of um, safety and a lot of strength. And of course, to understand, okay, what are some of the things, like in which languages I want to do the work I do, which countries who are going to be my clients, etc. So just to get a little of the roadmap out there on the things I need to plant as seeds for the journey that I'm going to take. But that seems like a lot of work. That's why it took me three years. <laughs> That's why it took me three years. Um, because it was, I even wrote it and we have it in front of us, you know, the timing is crucial. The moment you have built up your network, network is extremely important. I don't think I could have done anything without the network. So the network of contacts, the people who can, who you can work with, build up the partnerships on the market because as I was always working in a team, I don't find it fun enough or inspiring enough to do things on my own. I always like to couple up with somebody like today with you. <laughs> um, of course, I can tell my story, but it's a dialogue that I'm always seeking mm -hmm. in whatever I do. So, yeah, there is a lot of preparation, but then comes the moment when you say, okay, now it really is time and you feel it. And it's like the most natural thing on the planet to quit your job and embark on a journey which you don't even know where it's going to take you. But at least I know now, at the end of this year, things will be completely different for me than all the previous 15 years. So I think I've um, done a choice there that really changes the course of things. That's amazing. And you were talking about already before you had every year the same thing. And... But you wanted something else. And if you wanted that, it had to change. And I'm curious of what is that? So what, mm -hmm. what do you want to have? What is this vision that you have for yourself or for the world? Wow, it's a place where, where I facilitate the conversation, where I facilitate that dialogue and all those meaningful conversations that are sometimes tough but need to take place. So if it is to help somebody with my example on how I've done things, that if, if one person at least finds inspiration in, in the path that I took and in the way I've done things, it's already a big thing for me. So, you know, I've changed one life for better. And imagine, this is why I like to stand and work with teams and stand in front of them, is because that multiplies by so many, in so many ways, because you start working with the entire team and then the organization. And so I feel like um, my contribution is then multiplied. And that is a huge, huge reward and achievement. And um, and let's see where that takes me because if I'm there to facilitate whatever needs to be facilitated, may it be future business strategy or the team identity or 
communication in the team, you name it, I'm just there as sort of an instrument that helps those people have those conversations and work together. That's it. I see my role of that servant role in the direction really of group facilitator. I see a lot of need for meaning in what you do. And this seems to be the biggest value mm. that you are pursuing right now. Yeah. These interviews in general for me are explorations of how people were once stuck get unstuck and create new ways of doing and being and create unique careers and unique lives. And I was wondering about your place of stuckness. Mm-hmm. When did you really feel stuck and how did this feel like? Well, being, first of all, if you don't have a, a clear idea on what is it that you want to do, that is a huge turnoff. That is a huge blockage. And I guess um, definitely for me, that was an important thing to unlock and understand, okay, if I at least have a vague idea about the value I can bring into the world, then I'm already kind of feeling safer on that. Then believing in myself. And I think that even today, it's always a question that follows me somehow, because I, it's so easy to be critical to yourself, and it's so easy to fall into the trap of doubts. It always is, and it always will be. And I have to understand that this is the part of the journey. It's only that that little voice is always going to be smaller and smaller. So I try to work on amplifying the voice of support and love, especially self-love, and Um, you know, that little voice that takes you and says, you are on a good track, you're doing something good, go for it. And I'm trying to put my inner critic always a bit not that loud um, as before. Support from family and friends. Hmm. For me, a very key point. And you imagine your parents telling you, are you out of your mind? You're going to leave a safe job in a the best country of the world, and you're going to give up on all this to follow something, and we don't even know what it is. That was also a big block that I needed to, because it was actually my own voice from them. You know, it was like as if my father was saying what I was saying to myself. So that wasn't bringing me further it was only bringing me backwards but since of course I'm emotional about the things that my father tells me so that was also a moment where I said am I really doing the right thing maybe I should rethink it about it once again and luckily luckily I managed to get over that and say no my wish to do my thing is stronger than any of these sentences And then I also decided to get a coach. Mm. That was essential part of the journey. That was my partner on the journey. Um, because I needed, on the other side, somebody really to be there for me in those moments and to ask me the questions that made me progress. Mm. And I also looked for that help. Because, as I said, I am aware that some things I cannot do on my own. I feel like I need my sparring partner and so I also got um, coaching for many years mm-hmm. because you know there were also some personal issues that I needed to resolve to go to that place of self-love 
which was the, I guess, one of the biggest issues for me. And once I've unlocked that part, also the work part, the business and the career part was open. So it all comes from that place of inner questioning and inner search, whatever you do, because at the end of the day, I am my own business. So if I want my business to be healthy, I need to be healthy, you know, kind of see that as a parallel. So how is it going now? Tell us about your projects, what you are doing. Good. Let me knock on the wood (laughs) as we do it. Um, It is going great, at least from the feedbacks that I get. And that also, you know, helps me get the feeling of, yeah, it is going well because I would have expected the first year to be make it or break it. Um, kind of year and I thought maybe I don't earn anything in the first year but I was really lucky enough to already have a good basis of the network of contacts that I could immediately get in touch with and then get those first um, workshops um, in the pipeline and in the calendar Um, I'm traveling a lot which is if I would have to explain to you how my ideal life looks like um, it would look exactly like this I am traveling the world Um, doing what I am here to do um, and helping teams and organizations further develop. I'm inspiring other people with my story. I am feeling incredible love, not only from myself, but from the world and the people around me, my family and friends. So in the end, I am kind of, you know, at that place right now. And it can only get better. I am, of course, well aware that things are not always as easy because if you look at some of my weeks... I sit at home with myself and I wonder, okay, what am I going to do next? What am I doing today? So it's also a bit awkward for me because I was always surrounded by other people and all of a sudden I'm alone at home, home alone. Mm-hmm. But those are the moments that I also learn how to appreciate because of exactly the moments when you start planning, when you do a lot of journaling about your ideas, when you um, you know, imagine and visualize things that are about to happen. So I learned also there how to be patient and how to be self-disciplined. And I don't criticize myself any longer if I have a week where there is nothing coming up. That's also the moment of the process where you decelerate and then from there you accelerate. So I kind of see it as a very cyclical cyclical thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all part of the process. And um, for the rest of the projects... I'm I'm happy for what is coming because also there I get to work with my preferable partners that I've chosen, that we found each other, and also with the people, whether they be at the university or already solopreneurs or big companies, you name it. But, you know, I get to work with them and I learn so much from them and it's always vice versa, you know, it's a reciprocity kind of thing. So I'm excited now I'm excited and I whatever doubts I had from where I stand today, I know that I've done the right thing because it just feels right. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so tell me about this network. You have yeah. it you said it was very important for you to get unstuck. First you got feedback from your network, and then after you started you again got feedback from your network and you get work through your network plus you feel being in a team this is very important for you i know that you are very good with people and you can connect 
how do you do that? How can you create a network and keep it so intimate and productive and enable working together with people? I try to be as authentic as I can be. So I like to let the person get to know me as a human being, first of all. I try to get rid of all the labels that are put on me and that I put on others. Um, be it foreigner, woman, talent, facilitator, whatever it is, I just try to get them off to really show who I am. And from there, create the place of, of trust. For me, trust and respect are some of the most important things um, that I not only use in my private life, but also professionally speaking, because it's now one world. There is no... Um, limit between the two there is no border between the two so I try to be who I am and I also on the other side am curious to learn about the person that sits, sits in front of me and to understand who that person is then we will figure out how we can work together but that knowledge about whom do I have in front of me for me is essential so I do it all in this way and I like to be around people I like to connect people. I like to spend time with them, get the ideas, exchange views. You know, it's a constant sort of movement. And this is where also the work projects then afterwards come from. But at the end of the day, it's really about this. It's about that human side of doing things. Because a friend can be a client tomorrow. You never know. But of course, you don't go there on purpose thinking, hey, I'm going to get through one door to be able to get to the other. No, it's just you being who you are. And if your way is being more introvert, um, not wanting to be around many people, wanting to have those two or three persons in your life and that's it, it's fine as long as you do things that are natural for you. Because if I would now try to be like somebody else, it will never work because, you know, you would see that I'm faking. So that was for me important. I'm just living the way I am. I would, being an extrovert person, being very friendly, um, funny, making jokes, making others feel good when they're around me. And also, I am now more maybe mindful about surrounding myself with people that are going to support me and help me on my way. And I don't mean only professionally. I really mean if I am to be the average of the five people that I have in my day every day, then I say, okay, who are, what kind of characteristics do those people have? What is the mindset that they have? What are the aspirations? You know, if you want to really be successful, then you surround yourself with successful people and you learn from them and you start living the same thought that they are living, you know, whatever success may mean for you. So I try to also choose who am I surrounded with on a daily basis that are people who are going to inspire me, motivate me, be even five steps ahead of me in some things. But that's good because then I can learn how to get there. So being more mindful now about the people I have around me is something that I've learned along the way. How do you do that? How do you 
eliminate maybe the people who are not supportive or who are not who you want to be and how do you connect with people who would guide you and support you well i think i reduce on one hand the intensity and frequency um with the people where i feel like at the moment there is no connection or simply we are not on the same um binari you know i want to say wavelength wavelength exactly um you kind of start feeling it because you start all of a sudden to have different topics different experiences um different points of view which maybe were part also of the previous phase of your life and you are still great friends with them you just feel like at the moment what you need is somebody who supports you or somebody who pushes you to be even better um exactly at the moment just to give an example just at the moment when i was about to do the switch from uh, my corporate life to my self-employed life there was a friend telling me why are you doing that i'm not sure it's a good idea um you're going to make a big mistake and that was the moment when i said you know what i don't need this at this moment of my life i need somebody who's going to tell me i'm watching your back whatever you decide and that made a huge difference in that friendship we're still good friends but at that moment the frequency and intensity of friendship was reduced mm-hmm. because i simply needed a different advice a different energy a different i needed love to say whatever you decide i'm watching your back and so that was the crucial moment when i decided consciously that this would be reduced to a minimum level in that moment mm-hmm. as a sort of a friendship mm-hmm. there comes probably the moment when we will be back on track um again but at that specific very intimate and sensitive moment in my life i needed to know that my friend watches my back mm-hmm. and um and not hear the inner critic coming out again so on the other hand i kind of um started surrounding myself with people who want want to be successful in their lives they want to serve the mankind they want to do what they can do best and with all their doubts nevertheless they're there and they're inspiring others and they're inspiring me and i find that extremely powerful and so i surround myself with people like that why wouldn't i listen everyday podcast that inspires me and gives me that power you know from the inside and outside and all over the place why not of course i do this for myself because i believe that being in that status around you you kind of start behaving like that you know so um good people with big hearts with a lot of hard work and good work done and having a vision for themselves wow i find that inspiring mm-hmm. so it's like a magnet i feel like this is something i'm attracting but also i'm attracted to mm-hmm. depending on the stage in my life where i am mm-hmm. i was thinking when you were talking there are people who have been living a certain life and don't want to live like that anymore like you describe your story but because of their life they are surrounded by people that they don't want to be like how as a kind person as a loving person can you say sorry what we have 
has to be reduced. So you want to meet me, I love you, but now <laughs> I need something else. How can you say as a kind person or how you can arrange your relationships in a way with people? And how do you also go out and find these other people that you don't have in your life? Well, if you want, that was a simple example for me. If I wanted to develop my own business, I knew that staying in that company and only talking about the topics of that company would not make, help me progress. So first of all, I know I needed to make more time every day, really in a proportion, really more time for the other thing. So for developing my own ideas. And developing my own ideas meant that I started getting in contact with people who have been doing it or were doing the same thing at that moment. Other solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and then I was reaching out proactively through that network of people I know. I was reaching out to those that could help me, that could support me, that could advise me on my path. And all of a sudden, you see that you are not so much any longer in that corporate life. And that also means not only topics, but also people. And all of a sudden, you're turning your attention and what you put your attention to grows stronger in your life. So that means for me, putting more attention to the solopreneur, self-employed people running their business was automatically helping me meet people from that area and from that lifestyle, most of all. Secondly, you start doing a lot of upgrades on in your knowledge. So I started attending seminars, conferences. I started expanding, you know, physically as well, um, the circle of people I'm meeting. So that was a great occasion to go for this thinker-like people. And somehow I, it was not that I was saying to the other bunch, hey, you know what, sorry, but now I don't have time. It was simply the amount of time that I've spent on in a day on meeting other people and going to those seminars and trainings and conferences and traveling inevitably brought to the stadium where I was moving away from one lifestyle to a completely other lifestyle. And that also meant people in my life. It's simply like a wave that has come and changed the course of things. So as I told you, that one element which I thought was crucial for changing the entire value chain of things actually brought to the fact that also my life has changed completely. So my lifestyle, the way I live my days, the, what I read, who I talk to, all of a sudden changed. Things around me changed and also the people in my life have, with some expanded, with some reduced, some new people came into my life. So in the end, I was a sort of a natural course of things. You don't force anything. You just don't force and say, now I want to be somebody else or now I want to have a different lifestyle. No, that decision in particular of getting out of the corporate life and stepping into something else has changed all the other elements of my life. I hope that answers your question a bit. I don't even know what I had asked, but it gave me a lot of answers for sure. And I was thinking about what you have said the word that just caught me, you said, I made time. It's, you didn't say, I found time. I made time to go and meet people and to go do things and um, attend seminars. 
I felt like this intention that mm-hmm. you set was the main force for you that mm-hmm. shifted everything. Yes. How did you keep it alive? I assume there were a lot of ups and downs in all these three years. Yes. Yes, definitely. There were. And there still are. There always will be. But you um, learn to live with it in a completely different way. So the intention of really saying it out loud, what is it that you wish for? What is it that you want at the end of the year to happen? Because for me, it was always a Christmas time. Once you set that intention and get really clarity on what is it that you want and what is the things you're, you want to materialize in your life, then you go to the next step of the attention. And you said, okay, and now I make time for that in my life. Um, and the more time I make, the more of that intention will grow and materialize. And then comes the moment where you say, okay, now at certain points, you just need to let go. You see that the door is closed. It doesn't open in that moment. Let it go. Have all of it in your mind. But if the door doesn't open in that moment, if you're on the right track, that door will open at some other moment. Mm-hmm. So learning how to not have all that tension and criticize yourself for this and not be patient enough and so on and so on. That was part of the process. Mm. But it was always for me being reminded about the intention I have and putting it somewhere where I can see it every single morning. The second of all is to dedicate enough time and energy and money because money is an energy. So time and emotions and money to invest into my path And then also to learn in the moments when it really, something doesn't work, to just sit, look at it from the distance, emotionally detach from this and say, okay, take a deep breath. It's not the end of the world. Find maybe an alternative way of doing things. Maybe those three elements have helped me um, visualize my way and always have it in front of me. Where is it that I'm going? And... Honestly, whenever I look at it, I see my safety net because I see exactly the the network of people, what I've invested, what are some of the things to, you know, do and or not do. So it's kind of a reminder for me mm-hmm. every single day. But this whole visualization thing for me was very important to get to, to, to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell people who cannot see about your drawing or your safety it's net? A, it's vision. a roadmap. Yeah, we are, Isha and myself are looking right now into the roadmap that takes you from the very bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain. And I am standing at the top of this mountain with a big sign, self-employed. So, oh, But it, I don't understand because it's in Italian. It's right? in Italian and you see the date on it was two years ago, <laughs> end, end of um, 2017 where actually was the moment when I visualized it. So I visually represented my roadmap. And the idea about it was already a year before that. So always these three years. And it all starts with my story. As Ishu was was rightfully saying at the moment, the story was the very beginning of things. And that's what I mean, you know, understanding what is unique about me and how can I translate my uniqueness into business. That was step number one. Along the way, something that would have caused 
uncertainty for the clients or the markets. Because I did not know exactly to whom I would be offering my services, where exactly what I would be working, but at least then I said, okay, let me turn those challenges into benefits or into something positive. And I understood in which markets and with which clients I want to work. My safety net, of course, was a lot about the timing, about knowledge, about the connections in the network, about the team that I want to build. I knew I needed to invest some money into this because, of course, you need to invest a lot in your further development or setting your business. Um, I knew I had to put some money aside as well as a sort of a savings for one year of my existing, for the first year of existing at the market. And of course, have mentors that are going to help me probably do the, the last steps of that road. Because at that moment, once you have everything else, you need a bit of that push and say, okay, I was there exactly where you are now. And it takes only one more step to do it. And then, you know, I am standing at the top of the mountain and looking into this um, road that is already now behind me. Feels good. Feels good to stand at the top of the mountain. That's amazing. <laughs> and while you were telling, I just noticed that you actually told all this during the interview. You told it so organically. And I feel that it comes from having it visualized mm -hmm. already, have the mirror image in your mind of what it is. And that this reminds me of all the gurus saying, you have to see it, you have to believe it. If you can see it, then you True. can do it. True. And I feel like you really could see it. And it was so funny. I mean, it was done at the end of 2017, um, where we needed to just draw something that represents our next project. And what I drew was actually the roadmap with all the enablers and challenges that I'm going to encounter along the way. And honestly, the moment, I, it, the same thing happens when I do journaling. The moment I write it down, the moment there is intention for this, things start happening. And there is no magic or, you know, around it. It's just about you put the attention to your intention. And all of a sudden it starts growing and it starts really happening. So honestly, I think that for the people who are also visual types like me, it helps a lot to put it there on the paper draw it, scribe it, you name it, but then you have it on your wall every single day. And even un unconsciously, your brain seeing it every day will start living that. And it's also not a rocket science. I mean, in the end, it was just helping me visualize all the different elements of the process and to make sure that nothing is, um, that I'm not missing anything. So I was there going with my heart but then making it happen with my mind. Kind of a, the two things came together, but the story part, now I see it again, the story was the first step without this. So I'm, I'm really helping, it's happy that you are helping people discover that first element um, about the unique story and how to make business out of it. Mm. So without this, you know, you kind of feel so stuck because you wouldn't even know in which direction to run. And having resolved this, I kind of knew that the direction will not be straight and linear. It was going to be left and right and over yeah. the hills and yeah. bridges. and But that path will take me to the top of the mountain. Mm. 
What is after? <laughs> Jumping with the parachute. <laughs> you are at the top. What comes next? I think that definitely jumping with the next um, next jump with the parachute comes. I'm sure. Um, and honestly, what I would love to see at that top of the mountain is more people standing next to me. Oh. That would be great. You know, my team, my people, we all stand there together and we look... You know, even though we were maybe running the different directions, but we all got there. And I would like to see exactly more people around me. Who are your people? <sighs> Who are my people? <laughs> maybe maybe my they people. want to <laughs> get in contact body. with you, to stand there with you. My people are all those creative people, crazy with ideas, people with high work ethics, with high professional ethics. People with a lot of accountability and responsibility for what they do. People with a big heart. People with vision. People who are also ready to take risks. Who know that I'm watching their back as much as they are watching mine. People who have the same direction like me. And that's all that it actually takes. So the rest are just uh, is decoration, you know. which Who has which methodology, who has which problem, etc., etc. But whoever wants to find me and my ideal clients and people will find me, um, can always refer to my website. Tell us. www.mayaarsic.com <laughs> Maybe they don't know the Arsic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> A-R-S-I-C dot com. In any case, I'm also on all the social media, biz, and um, I'm happy to be part of your journey and to make you also part of mine. That was really nice talking with you, Maya. Thank for sharing your Thank story. You. And um, I'm excited for your next steps in your story. And I was wondering also what would be the title for the next part of your journey. Mm, the next part. God. Well, I love the one that I have as a working title at the moment. You know, transforming the business through teamwork. Oh. So it has to be about the team. That the team and the, the human side of things brings value to any business. And so I would love to see businesses go and explore the human side even more in the future. That would And I would love to be there to help them with this. Anyone who wants to humanize the work life and the teams, get in contact with Maya. She's amazing. Thank you. Thank Maya. you. <laughs> What a joy it was speaking with Maya. I learned that to do the change, you need to envision it. Give it your intention, then your attention. Make time for it. Surround yourself with people who you want to be like. Invest in yourself, in your training, in your education. Invent yourself from your unique story. Ask people what you are good at understand your value, the value you bring the world, and create a business out of it. I learned so many things from talking with Maya. I hope you did too. As always, you can find more on unique.com slash podcast. You can find there the show notes and also the contact information of Maya. The new episode comes on Thursday. You can follow up the podcast now on Spotify, on Google Podcasts and on iTunes. See you next week. Take care.